What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Boomtown Hoops Podcast. I am Steven. I am joined by Jackson, Cade, and Josh. Gentlemen, what's up? How are we doing? Solid. Doing pretty good. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. For sure. Good as always. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and kind of recap of what happened over the past week or so. Um, first game uh, after we or last we had talked was the Charlotte's Hornets game, 113-121 loss uh, on the road. Um, Jackson, not really a whole lot to to look at that one. That was kind of just a you know after and after Christmas and all that, and kind of just a a kind of a blah game overall from the Thunder. Yeah, it was a it was a disappointing loss. Um, the Hornets aren't very good. It was the first road game after that long stretch at home. Um, just didn't play great. Um, I think we've been struggling a lot with the lack of size um, at the moment. Just with all the injuries we've got going on, and it that's not a game you want to lose. Um, I know we're kind of in that middling, not quite playing, not quite top of the lottery spot. So. Um, that's one of the ones that hurts because you're playing a team that's actually worse than you, um, and you just can't quite come away with it. So, uh, not, not a great showing, but you know, you take what you can get. Yep. And then moving on to the last game of 2022, um, Josh, the, the home game, a 115-96 loss to the Sixers, kind of a game we were all expecting not not to be uh very close but you know g- good news is i think you know we we hu- we held uh Joel and B to only 16 points on 6 of 7 shooting and i i think that says something about even though we don't have you know at, at this point it was only Muscala and and Jay Will like that says something how how defense was working yeah um i mean i thought we played okay defensively I mean I know it's not good to give up 115 points but when you can hold Joel Embiid to 6 of 17 from the field that's really good but um you know I mean it's nice to like win games and stuff for the Thunder but um I, I thought this game was a reflection of the mirror of you know how far away this Thunder team is from getting back and competing for a title so that that's my takeaway from it yeah and then moving right along into the first game of the 2023 year the absolute Cade gave me the the the, sh- the episode <laughs> title on this one the Boston three party Cade I just I mean Thunder broke all sorts of records uh even the the half court shot like no, nobody could miss Wednesday night I mean I think the biggest thing you can say about that game is refreshing um you lose a couple of bad games and you come out against a really good team without Shea Gilch Alexander who was out with the non-COVID illness um, and everyone hits threes, even the half court shot guy. Uh, I was the name Johnny. So, um, you know, just really refreshing. You got five 20 plus point scores. You got, what was it? I think it was eight double digit scores. Um, and they played a fun brand of basketball that you don't see anymore. I mean, the last time you see that is a 2014 Spurs with the, the fastball movement, finding good looks, you know, catching it and immediately acting with the ball rather than, you know, hesitating for what you could get, you know. Um, so really just refreshing, a good brand of basketball, fun to watch. A lot of threes. Um, Josh Giddy continues to hit three-pointers, score 25 efficiently on 10 and 15 shooting. So, I mean, it was always a good thing to see there as that development, you know, keeps happening. So, I mean, overall, you just beat down a really good team when they weren't expecting it. You hit him with a style of basketball you don't see as much anymore. 
So they come through. They're not prepared for it. Um, overall, you, you don't really bounce back the next game, but that's quarter right on for like the next three or four games. If we lose all of them, at least we have this game to hold back uh, back on. <laughs> yep. Okay, we, we shot 20 or 40 from three. That's 50%. That That's really good. We were definitely lighting it up. Well, if you can get 30 Isaiah Joe and Trey Mann minutes, that's about yeah. to happen. Yep. And then moving right along to Wednesday's night game, the the second half of the back-to-back, a 115-126 loss to Orlando the to the number one overall Paulo Bancaro pick. Um, Jackson, I, I, I know this is uh, – we'll kind of talk about this here in just a little bit, but the main, you know, um, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, his, you know, really primary competition for rookie of the year, uh, you know, first time really getting to – for, for me, at least getting to see them play. But, um, you know, he, you know, Paul Bencaro, 25 points on eight of 17. The, this is kind of what you were expecting, wasn't it, right, from from him? Yeah, I, I think the rookie of the year was on the court tonight. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be J-Dub. Um, he's, the, he's the rookie of the year for this podcast, but I think for the general award, it's going to be Paolo. Um, I the Magic played well tonight. They shot the ball well. Um, I think I might hate them. It was like a little Eastern Conference rivalry, mainly because they were so physical with Shea. And like, especially towards the end, it, it got a little out of hand um, and calls were not going our way. But um, they shot the ball really well. And then the lack of size really showed they out-rebounded us by 16. Um, it was, made a couple runs. Uh, good one to close the third quarter. And and kept the same lineup from the beginning of the fourth, but just didn't quite have enough to get back in it. It seemed like every time we made the run that Orlando would make a big shot and kind of settle it down. I mean, you look at the the front court issues we're having with health injuries, uh, and then Jay Lynn Williams, Jay Will, goes down with the left ankle sprain. So, I mean, that just kind of paves the way for Paolo Boncaro, who was deemed the most NBA-ready in terms of body and skill-wise player to come in and kind of have a game like that too so I mean the odds weren't really stacked for us where we don't have our front court healthy it's hard to beat somebody who's big and strong and athletic whenever you don't have your guys down in the paint yeah I agree with you guys I think you know just not a good matchup for the Thunder um it's right after scoring the most points in franchise history um I would have liked to have seen him come out and play better but um I'm, I don't know I just I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed now I I don't know if I've I've just missed this in the shuffle of everything, but Darius basically didn't play tonight. Is what was that a, a a DNP coach decision or is he hurt or did I just miss something? I think as far as I know, it's a DNP. Ever since his coming off that illness thing, he's kind of been eight seven minutes only. So I think it's just a DNP coach's decision, which seems weird because Jay Lynn Williams got hurt. You'd think you'd see him at some point, but yeah, I think it was pretty depressing. I looked at the bench. I think it was like late in the fourth and he just looked so bummed right at the front of the bench with his warmups on and everything. It's just, it's sad to see, but at the same time, it just kind of show, goes to show the plan of this team and the future of this team. They're, they're willing to hold out and wait for the guys to get healthy over playing him. So. Yeah, it looked like I, I, we're approaching the end of the basically time in Oklahoma city. I, I don't know what his trade value is. Um, obviously, you know, Presti's a wizard, so we'll we'll see what comes of it. But I I think we probably see it moved by the deadline, and I don't know that there's a big um, reward on the other side of that trade. I think it's going to be one of those where you know 
basically finds a better situation for him, hopefully, and we get some sort of honestly, I'd probably guess like a second round pick or you know maybe maybe a backup big something something to maybe help this roster in some way, but I don't imagine it's going to be somebody that we come out the other side like man, we you know smoke them in this trade. I think best case scenario, yeah. we can get a first round pick for him. We have a trade exception from Derek Favors, like right around 10 million. Throw him in with his $5 million salary. Someone needs to unload $15 million. That was the first round pick. Have Baisley. And, you know, a young asset still just doesn't fit us in what we need. So, I mean, maybe you can get a first rounder out of that. Are you all surprised that Aaron Wiggins only played 11 minutes tonight? Yes and no. Um, I'm not really surprised anymore with anything that happens with Aaron Wiggins. <laughs> So I'm not surprised there, but kind of just because he's proven to be such a winner when he does play and make the right plays, but coach has something to do with it. So, I mean, they have a plan. I'm not going to judge him for it. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I I love watching Aaron Wiggins play basketball. I can't quite put my finger on what it is, um, but every time he's out there, I, I want to see more. So yeah. um, obviously he's not – huge but he has a little bit more size than some guys so i thought we might have seen him a little more tonight but um like i said you know it, it seems like um dagnall has a plan for him i can't quite figure out what it is because some nights he's playing yeah. a ton of minutes um he didn't start tonight i guess you know coach had a weird feeling because i believe if i'm not mistaken that we haven't lost the game this year that wiggins has started um so you know, there's some strategy behind it. So he must have been like, yeah, tonight's not the night. We'll just leave him on the bench. Um, but I, yeah, I was a little surprised. I would have thought we would have seen a little bit more from him, especially once Jay will um, roll his ankle. Just can't get, can't ruin the fun stats. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a trade. I mean, and, and this could be just completely just not even likely, but Thunder trade Darius Baisley to the Kings. For Trey Lyles, any picks attached or? Uh, I mean, just I mean, just we'll just say it's just a straight, straight <laughs> swap. Is that like is that something the Kings or the Thunder would do? I'm just throwing hypotheticals at you. I'll go with right yes from the Kings because I think they have they have good bigs. You know, they have kind of a few of them that are pretty solid plug and play guys. Um, they've got the guard and the shoot the guards and the shooters kind of figured out. Darius Basic could go play a big wing role and get stops when you need it because I don't think they trust Keegan Murray to get that stop when they need it. And if they're going to make a play off push, they're going to want someone who can do that. And I think, you know, just take a shot for Baisley. Even though when DeMontis Sabonis was out, they were running the sets that they run with Sabonis, but for Trey Lyles, and he was eating it up. So maybe he'll give us a good 10, 12 points per game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the Kings have just been so bad for, uh, man, I think like 17, 18 years. Just, I mean, I know they haven't made the playoffs, I think, since like 2006, 2007. And I think if you – Put Bayes on the floor. I think he can help them get some points, and we could get a in return. I I'd do it. I mean, I think he's still not huge. I think he's like six nine, so um, not the biggest of bodies, but still a decently big body to add to our depleted front court. Um, I, you know, it's a thought. I don't I don't mind it. Is this contract expiring? Oh gosh. I didn't dig this far into it. I was just throwing something out there for you guys. <laughs> well, that no. just makes a little bit of difference. If it's expiring, definitely go for it. I don't. I think he fits the offense better, so I don't see why not. Really, I'm, I mean, he fits this team too because he's originally from Canada. So yeah, there I we mean, go. We'll, we'll just the blood be the... is there. The blood is there. <laughs> he played at Kentucky, so there you go. 
the, wow. That's the two S- connections. The SGA connection. I might be onto something. Um, but no, um, and then uh, the the main thing, you know, kind of as we there's not really a whole lot to talk about right now, but um Thunder will be on national television next week. Uh I think Jackson will go to you and then Josh then Cade. But I mean, what uh, I don't think we've really had a true chance to talk about this yet, but like what does that really say for where this team has started at and is already mid-season without their number two overall pick? Uh, I think it says a lot. Um, I believe tonight was actually supposed to be our only nationally televised game. Um, I don't remember if it was this one or our other game against the Magic, but I know that was supposed to be the number one versus number two pick. and It was supposed to be a TNT game. Um, But once Chet got hurt, they took that away. Um, so I think it says a lot that we got another chance at it, um, that, you know, we've played well enough that, uh, that, you know, they've deemed us worthy of putting on TV. I think a lot of that comes from SGA and the hype that um, he built up early in the season. My hope is that we look more like we did against Boston than like we did for most of the game tonight. So um, we won't be coming off a of back-to-back. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we come out and play well, you know, play some fun basketball and, and get more national TV games going forward. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson, I pretty much agree with um, what you said. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I just hope we play really well. Um, the Magic and Thunder game that got taken away, that was the game in November. And um, I just – I think it's awesome. I think people want to see SGA play. I know the Thunder has had a couple of games on a NBA TV, but I know a lot of people don't have NBA TV. And um, I'm also looking forward to a great matchup Tuesday night. I'm just going to echo the same thing. I think you have a, a almost a surefire all-star player. You kind of want to show him at least once nationally. Um, I'm really glad it was TNT, not ESPN, because I love watching that TNT crew. But, I mean, yeah. other than the SGA all-star agenda, you still have Josh Gidey, who's fun. He was a top-10 pick a year ago. So, I mean, he's still fun to watch. You've got a, a lot of young guys that people might not even know about. So, I mean, it gives him a chance to show out, too. Um, If I'm them, I'm going to try and show out just because that's national media attention. I mean, other than that, just it's just kind of a showing of SGA's coming out, that the team overall just kind of blooming and blossoming as a team. Um, Josh Giddy does provide watchability. I hope Jalen Williams has a lot more of those dunks. They're really exciting. Um, some more Trey Man backboard threes, not intentionally. Um, those are fun too. So just kind of hope they can kind of show out while they get their chance. Plus, we get to have Charles Barkley try to say Shea Gilgis Alexander. So that'll always be fun. Oh, yeah. That, that might have to be part of the new intro whenever uh, I can grab some of that audio. But, but now coming up, we got a game on Friday at home against the Washington Wizards. And then on Sunday, January the 8th, a, another home game against the Dallas Mavericks, which those games have been really fun in the past. Uh, I would expect this one to, to be like that. And then, of course, like we were just talking about, Tuesday at Miami – on national television, so on TNT. So, um, Josh, we'll start with you, and then Kate and Jackson. Um, you get uh, predictions for these next three games. Well, um, I think it's two tough games for the Thunder. Um, I think Dallas is going to be the toughest one, obviously, with um, Luka Doncic playing. Um, but I think I think I'm going to say that they go two and one. I'm going to say we. Beat, or beat the Wizards at home, lose to Dallas, and then beat Miami and get a win on national television. Okay. 
Oh, my fault. I thought Jackson was up. Anyways, okay, so first off, I'm going to start in reverse order. I'm not underestimating the Heat's offense. They might shoot a ton of threes, and they might make a good amount of threes. So um, I think we lose the Heat game. Mavericks, I'm going to chuck it up as a close loss. I mean, they have Luka. We have Shea. It could be a fun last-second battle. But I think the, the Mavericks overall are on top. And then I'll take a win in Washington. In a high-scoring affair, I think we beat Washington – by about 10 points, just because I, I like our offense. Bradley Bill is still day-to-day. I don't know if he'll play. He's been on a minute restriction, if I believe. And Chris Porzingis, though he is seven foot three, does get pretty reliant on three-pointers. So I'll chuck up a win there. I'll take one and two. Sam, I'm going two and one. Um, say the last time we played the Wizards, SGA hit the game winner. Um, I don't think it's as close at home in Oklahoma City. Um Say in the second game, you got the matchup of of two perennial MVP candidates. You know, you got Luka Doncic and you got Isaiah Joe. Um, so, I think it'll be a close one. But I, unless Joe has another game like he did the first time we played Dallas this year, I, I don't like um, our chances there. I think we probably drop that one, and then I think we get up for the national TV game. Um, it's a game that Miami's played quite a few times this year, um, and not one that we have. We played them well at home. Um, minus Tyler Hero just going absolutely berserk. So figure out a way to slow him down, and I think we get up for the game, and we go 2-1. They're currently losing to Los Angeles, the Lakers, on ESPN right now, and the Lakers are without Anthony Davis, LeBron, and maybe Westbrook. Actually, Westbrook's playing, but, you know, without LeBron and AD. So they are they are losing to a not-so-good team on national TV right now. Is Are, are the Lakers even a good national – or a, a good – team with lebron and ad that's that's a fair point they're a better team they're better uh, even worse even even worse los angeles team we'll put that at that yeah I, I i i don't think they're a very good team but um i just think you know anthony davis is a good defender but i mean he just he, he doesn't play because he's so injury prone but uh, that's just my opinion oh by the way uh Yes, Trey Lyles is expiring this year. Even better. Make the deal happen now. I don't why wait <laughs> till the deadline? Why wait till the deadline? Have well, him now. So well guys, I think that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for us. Uh Jackson, I'll have a a loot dork trade for you next week to see if you like this or not. Um and then um but but we will I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, perfect. So we will uh, see you guys next week. Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, we've got something pretty cool coming up, actually pretty quick. So um, we're excited about that. So excited for you guys to listen to that when that one comes out. That's all. I'm not going to give much of a hint on this one. It'll it'll just be a surprise because it was kind of a surprise to uh, me and Cade when it first uh, popped up. Absolutely, so for sure, we're we're excited for it. But uh, for Josh, Cade, and Jackson, I am Steven. See you guys later and thunder up.